Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita J and I am a recovered compulsive overeater out in Massachusetts. And today is Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we'll be reading from the big book and we are on page 58 in how it works. We'll be starting with the second paragraph, which begins, our stories disclose. We'll be reading through two paragraphs, ending with, until we let go absolutely. And we'll be commenting on both. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Cordelia W, 12 traditions, Esther F, And the readers of the text this morning are Rachel W., Lisa B., and waiting in the wings in case, you know what that means, Susan H. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 1st, are for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, 11362. 11362. And the 10 a.m. meeting. 11363, 11,363. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Cordelia W. to read OA's 12 steps. Good morning. This is Cordelia W. from Florida, the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, 
were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such, per- to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks so much, Esther S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or are, yes. Are we? This is Esther F. Are we going to do the twelve traditions? Oh my goodness, <laughs> Esther, thank you. You're this welcome. This is going to be a good month, <laughs> a great month. Go ahead, please. Okay. We need those traditions. Okay. Good morning, everybody. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The twelve traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you very much, Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, 
and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what, was, um, what the directions are in the big book and what they mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book and we're in How It Works on page 58, the second and third paragraph, beginning with our stories disclosed and ending with Until We Let Go Absolutely. And I've asked Rachel W. to get us started. Good morning, Rachel. Rachel, press star one. Good morning. Can you hear me now? I unmuted yes, before. Yes, yes. Okay, thank super. You. Okay, uh, you're doing great. We're all we're all good for the month of May. I love our team already. It's going to be a great month. Okay, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was no until we let go, absolutely. And um, wow, <laughs> this is awesome to be reading this. I always get so much encouragement and hope in this line that our stories disclose in a general way. My story is useful and this is the source where I learned it. You know, when I first saw this, when I first read this paragraph, um, the first time I ever read it, I, it just struck me, you know, how I could be, I could go, you know, that my, my entire purpose, my entire story has purpose and meaning from the, cha from the chaotic, um, messy, you know, step one, you know, the, 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 those moments of binging in the dark, alone, isolated, um, um, 265 pounds, like, like to go from that, you know, wreckage, um, to someone here on the line talking to you and reading this paragraph. It's just the transformation is, is amazing. It's through the steps and um, it, it, the idea that my story could have purpose and I could be useful and I can, I can you know, hear your story and any, every single person you know, on the line, we all have our own stories. And it also points to the fact that this is a very personal process. You know, the only, the only um, status here, here in a way is member. You know, it's, it's not nothing more than that. You know, anybody has, uh, has um, no guarantee. There's no guarantees. You know, the only guarantee is if I do what we say in the, in the next paragraph, as some of these we balked, are you kidding? As some of these, I, I screamed at, you know, it's like, I'm just not doing that. And, um, you know, the word earnestness, like no one uses that, right? So I looked it up and it, it means that, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, it means that, you know, I'm, I, I want to, um, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about it. I want to, I'm, I'm devoted to it. I'm passionate about it. You know, 
No, that, that's not how I experienced the steps the first time I did them. I was not passionate. I was not so sincere. I didn't know. I didn't know how much it took to really be committed to these steps and, and letting go absolutely, you know, letting go absolutely. What does that look like? It, it sounds, uh, you know, it, it sounds like it could be so not, it is such a messy process for me to let go of anything, you know, and by coming into this process, I realized that letting go absolutely didn't just mean that I had to um, become abstinent, you know, and, and give my food over to my sponsor, which was bad enough because I remember um, I just, I remember crying to her, you know, as if my food was my oxygen, all the binging, you know, I, I was, you know, a, an older person with a license and a marriage and, ki- and kids. And here I was crying to her. I couldn't let go of the food, but here the letting go absolutely comes when the food's already down. It comes when I'm working these steps. It comes when I can put my self-will aside enough to say there must be more to this and I'm ready. I'm ready to surrender this. And um, so I'm just struck by the idea of how much it does take, you know, to surrender. And it's a message of hope. And I'll end there. The message of hope that every single person listening on the line today, your story is so important. And we have a brand new day ahead of us. And, and good luck to everyone. And thanks again for letting me share. Pass. Thanks so much, Rachel W. All right. Who else would like to comment? Katie G from Boston. Just a minute. Raza R. Raza R. Your seriously friend. Oh my dear friend. Raza O. Wait, wait, everybody! I love you all. <laughs> I, I have Nancy P. and I have Katie G. and I and Raj. I recognize Raj G. Raj R. Jackie B. Raj Sarah. R. and Jack. Okay, Tina wait F. a minute. Just a minute, guys, again. Just a minute again. Because there's there's a couple of people that I heard in there that are not um I I didn't let me say these and then the, uh, there's two names I know I did not hear. I heard but I didn't. Nancy P, Katie G, Raj um G, Lassa O, Tina S, Raj Sarah, R. Raj R. What's that, Janice P? That's Janice P. That's it, because, no, there's a Nancy P and a Janice P. Okay. okay, Yes, that's one of them. And there was another voice, and Sarah. Barbara R? Barbara R. All right, this is a great beginning. This is a wonderful beginning, Barbara R. All right, so Nancy P and then Katie G. All right, Nancy P. I think it was Janice P. I'm not sure. Um, oh, Anita. Can I, hear, can I be heard now? No, oh. there she is. Oh, was. You were right. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, Go ahead. I know the voice. Yes, you <laughs> okay. do. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, visioneers. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for this reading. So, yeah, I, um, I completely, um, the speaker was excellent. I mean, I have a long OA pedigree, and I never accepted anything. I balked at everything. I was angry and enraged and jealous of everybody, at everybody and of everybody, um, because I just didn't want to um, 
get there. I wanted to be there and not do all the work. And I used to go to big book meetings and actually think to myself, I really dodged a bullet with that. I, I really, you know, it's a good thing I don't have to write all that or do all that or make amends. It was just seemed exhausting to me. But as with all of us, when I was broken and bruised enough and up against the wall, I reached out um, and came into this wonderful um, vision program. And when I got my sponsor, I listened to, um, you know, for a couple of weeks maybe to the to the meetings. And, um, you know, I took some names down. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And then I heard someone that I, who's sharing really moved me. And never she never volunteered to sponsor, but I texted her and I said, if you'll take, I gave her like a three-sentence summary of my history. And I said, I know you're probably really busy, but if you take me, I won't take up that much time because I'm going to do every single thing that you say. And I was lucky enough that she took me and, I can say that um, today, unbelievably, you know, my, my spirituality grows in leaps and bounds by the day because I can honestly say that today I, I'm at one with my creator and um, I don't have any question about that. And um, I, you know, it was only when I embraced it, when I embraced it, like they say, and, um, you know, an embrace is a hug and it was a, I embraced it and I, I did everything and I continue to do everything. And, you know, I clunk through it. I, I am not a maestro. I'm like playing chopsticks on the piano here. But I, it, you know, I once did a fourth step, a fake fourth step a long, long time ago with an old priest, now deceased. And he told me, he said, every effort counts. So I know that my effort counts. And I know that my prayer and meditation will change as time goes on. And, um, you know, you know, the speaker talked about wreckage. That was absolutely what I was. I was a complete wreck. And I was like a tornado. I was everything that it says in the book at various times. And now I can't say that I'm that I bring nothing but peace and harmony, but I am I am so much better than I was and I'm so much happier and I'm I have nothing really but um freedom and joy in my life. And I thank you all so much with that I'll pass. Thanks so much, Nancy P. All right, Katie G. followed by Raz R. Good morning, Miss Anita. Good morning, my friends. Katie G. Recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. And I find it so interesting that it's not why it works. It's not why it works. It's how it works. And I love that because um, I'm a balker. I'm a fighter. I'm a what? I don't really think like I'm in a lot of pain. And then as soon as you tell me a solution, I'm like, well, you know, what kind of solution is that? Are you serious? Are you for real? And um, and it didn't work. It didn't work. And, you know, one thing I learned along the way, too, is that I can say I'm willing to go to any length. It is very easy to say on this line, I'm willing to go to any length. But let me tell you, when my back is up against a wall and a sponsor is saying to me, hey, Katie, you need to put this down. You need to put that food down. There's no such thing as a yellow light. You're rationalizing, justifying, and defending your right to eat that food. Katie, put it down. That's your, it's, become your happy, it's become your happy thought. Like, do you want entire abstinence or do you not? And when I was willing to practice the willingness to bear discomfort and put the food down, that's when I started finding freedom. But man, you know what they say? Freedom is not free. It is painful. And like old ideas, yeah, man, like food should be fun. Food should be entertainment. I deserve this. I remember thinking, well, I put down sugar and flour. I should be able to drink, you know, diet whatever and Splenda whatever. I should be able to drink alcohol. I should be able to, you know, stick my finger down my throat. Come on. Like 
I've given you so much. But the more I give, the more I get. And um, that was a huge thing for me to learn in step one and continues to be, you know, old ideas like I know what's best. I know how, um, you know, things should be. I know that when I get to step 12, I'm going to feel good. Well, I tell you, um, working the steps, the, the hardest thing I remember, snot nose, messy crying um, after I did the steps the first time and doing a 10th step because I was like, why am I still doing, you know, the same things that I've done before? And what I'm realizing is that the process of recovery is to continue, 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 continue to uncover, discover, and discard all the ways that I have old ideas about my life. And I continue to see, oh, you know, like on a daily basis, I, I want easier, softer ways. I mean, I really don't. I really, really don't. But there are times that I just want things to be easy. I want it to feel good. But my favorite line is this isn't feel good anonymous. You know, if I, if I really want God, I do need to be fearless. I do need to say, okay, God, okay, everybody, uncle, tell me what to do. Help me, you know, give me, you know, spiritual suggestions. Tell me how to keep the food down, how to get to me, how to get to God um, 100%. And so I'm just going to keep showing up one day at a time with all of you. And with that, I do pass. Thanks very much, Katie G. Razar, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Let me just set my timer. Um, this is Roz R. from Florida. Um, thanks for your service, Anita. And, oh, my God, the shares are so good. I love this chapter. Um, I heard someone um, from, from the 10 o'clock meeting say something yesterday, the opposite of surrender is negotiate. That is what I've done for a good portion of the years um, in program. Um, you know, when it says here, uh, we have just, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length, um, I could say it, but I wasn't willing to do it for a long, long time. And having the weight down made it really difficult because um, because when my weight was down, I always thought I was okay, but I never had the emotional sobriety. I never lived in 10, 11, and 12. I never sponsored. Um, so you can imagine uh, the life that I was living was not the life of a recovered woman that I have today. And um, I, I love I love so much of this reading, um, you know, when it says some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas. That's what I did. I really thought that I was above everyone. I, I didn't have, I didn't have to do what everyone else did. I thought like, you know, well, you know, I had a pretty good handle on this. I'm pretty educated. I mean, I went to school. I became an addiction counselor. You know, I have a handle on this. I am not like you people until the emotional, I, I fell apart on the emotional end. Um, my life just became so unmanageable and, and Finn is not well, and it took me a lot of years to recognize that. But doing the work in this program is so amazing. Doing the steps, doing the work, making those calls, building that God squad, you know, um, working with others, having that emotional rearrangement and displacement that I have experienced, people telling me I am not the same person that I was, you know, I mean, and it all came so subtly. You know, so suddenly, that's not suddenly, but, um, but what's so amazing is, is that it's such a part of me now, and I, I so enjoy giving to people and, and serving, and as someone said, you know, in so many words, we will not regret the past, you know, like, like what we have lived will help others, 
And believe me, if you are on this line and suffering for a long time, all it takes is picking up that phone and telling someone, I am willing to do whatever it is to get what you've got. And, and you get it. You, I see it in people that I work with. I see the change day by day, week by week, you know, in their attitudes, in their belief in God, in, in their willingness to, to do the work. And it's so exciting to see. And gosh, you know, I hope people don't take as long as I did. But this meeting, um, this vision group is like an amazing, amazing gift. It's almost like as amazing as Bill W., you know, writing this book. The people that have stepped up to the plate and brought vision to us, they're angels. And I'm so grateful to be part of it. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Uh, Vasa O. followed by Janice P.M. I'm here. Thank you, Anita, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Vita from Foxhall, Massachusetts. And I just was so, so excited to find out about the solution. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired, trying to put the food down for many, many, many years, trying to find the solution. And finally, I just gave in to the, into the food because whatever I was doing, it was just not working any longer. And I thank God I was brought into Overeaters Anonymous. And I remember even before I came to Overeaters Anonymous, I had known anything about Overeaters Anonymous. We ha- I hardly ever prayed to God, maybe once in a while. I remember coming home from food shopping and just reaching out with my hand and saying, God, if you're out there, please help me where you are. My life was just you know, not with just the food. It was just, I felt like my life was uh, overwhelming with everything, food, life, and everything else. And not too long after that, I don't know how long, maybe a month or maybe a few weeks, God sent a messenger to my house with a friend that she had been in the program for a couple of years of Overeaters Anonymous. And she 12-stepped me a little bit, and she told me about the food addiction about the allergy, about the solution. And I remember saying, if this is not going to work, this is my last hope. This was my last hope. And I've been doing this for 33 years almost by the grace of God. I never left. And again, uh, there was no easier, softer way. You know, I took an honest appraisal of my food, what I was eating, what I was doing. I was powerless over the food addiction and the only thing she said to me, be open-minded and, and willing to do the work. And I, you know, I remember just sitting the first meeting, and I heard the person that shared, you know, her story, you know, the solution. And I said, I'm her. I can identify. And my mom died from the, from the same disease. And I remember saying, if I don't do this, I'm just going to die. So I was ready and I was willing, and I just, I just thank God, my higher power, every single day for bringing me to this program. And I became abstinent from the first night. It was torture. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And my sponsor said, no, we, would, we work the steps the way they laid out, one day at a time with the food and everything else. And there's no graduation from this program. There's no graduation with the steps. I've been here. I don't do it perfectly, but I'm here showing up. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Vasa. Oh, 
Janice P.M., followed by Tina. Well, thank you so much, Anita, and good morning to you and everyone. My name is Janice P.M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, when I came into this program, um, you know, I listened to the wonderful stories, and I said, gee, you know, I want to be like that. But you see, I wasn't convinced yet. This was decades ago. I mean, I still resisted. I liked the stories, and I liked what they had. But you see, I, it says, if you decided, well, I decided for a little while until I decided to, to do what I wanted to do, and it didn't work, of course. So if, if you've decided, that means if I really made the choice to, you know, I had enough. I mean, you have to come to this point. You know, I wish the stories did help me. Yeah, they did. I identified, but I had to be mangled. I had, there had to be nothing left for me to try. Um, I, I, I couldn't resist certain things, you know. Now, what did they have that I wanted? Well, first of all, they said they had a result. They talked about a spiritual awakening. And this is what it's all about. If you have decided you want what we have, well, we are the recovered people that have had a spiritual awakening as the results of the steps, not just, pay, not just steps one and two, you know, that we have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And that produced recovery. And, um, you know, yeah, I wanted to change my food plan and I wanted to get thin. But, no, I don't know about my mind. I don't know about my ideas. You know, so self-righteous, a little, you know, skeptical there. That's why I balked. You know, I would do one and two and maybe 12 and 11. And, but, you know, did I want to give up certain ideas and behaviors? Eh, I don't know about that. But, you know, I had to change. I had to change everything, not just the food plan. I had to change everything. And that's what a, a spiritual awakening, that's what you people had. And that's what I wanted. So that was fine. And it took me many, many times. I'm not one that just got it right away and was sprinkled, like uh, people say, with, with uh, you know, the dust that's going to say, okay, Janice, you're such a wonderful person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to find the power, but I didn't have the power. So, you know, that's the desire. That's the real desire to do some actions because recovery, I find out, found out, of course, is the easier, softer way. Um, the difficult way was for me to keep holding on and holding on in the progression of the disease, not only physically, the allergy, but the mental part. And uh, it is the easier, softer way when you get this, when we receive this gift of recovery as a result of the steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks very much, Janice. PM. Tina. Is it Tina S? Followed by Sarah. Yes, Anita, thanks so much for your service. Great to hear you on the line. Uh, wow, what a great meeting. Um, Tina S., uh, compulsive, recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Love this, love this, love this. <laughs> you know, I, I can say ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, one of the things that I loved about the, the woman who read the first, uh, who read the reading this morning is, you know, I know when somebody shares, I, I can 
keep nodding my head because been there, done that, am doing it, and, you know, love to hear the experience. You know, and when I first came into recovery, you know, they told me that it says that we're going to share it, you know, in a general way, what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like today, because I always wanted to be about what it was like, you know, and uh, what it's like today, but it's about me, you know, it's an inside job, and, you know, and I love that it also says, and if you want what we have, you know, and I got to do what you do, and, and I have to go to any length to get it, you know, but the key word in here, it says that I'm willing to go to any length, so I could start right where I was. And then, you know, I have to take certain steps, and those are the 12 steps. You know, I also wanted to do it differently. You know, I probably don't need to do all of those. Well, you know, the good and the bad news is that I had to do all of those, you know, because my old ideas, my result was nil, which is nothing, nada. You know, I don't get, you know, I don't get half if I do half. You know, I, I get nothing, you know. And to let go absolutely, I also loved what was shared is, you know, that's when I'm here. It's not like talking about the food you know it's letting go absolutely is letting go of what I think should be done or how I think it should be run or go how my life should be you know and that's a process what a process you know and today the good news is that I'm willing to do that one day at a time you know I love what I'm getting today you know so I I think I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing and to ask for people to show me you know, not just tell me, but show me, you know, so I hang out with people that are really doing the deal. So, you know, that I, cause I want to really do the deal because I want what I'm getting. I love this life beyond my wildest dreams. That'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tina S. Uh, Sarah and then Barbara R. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service today. It's Sarah M. calling from Boston. So let's talk about going to any length. I spoke to a fellow on the phone yesterday who's in relapse, unfortunately, and she was talking about how she wanted to go to a rehabilitation center. And um, it reminded me quite a bit of my terrible relapse this summer and the fact that I was willing at that point to go to any length to get my binge foods. Um, I specifically remember getting into a big fight with my family because I told them that if they did not lock me into my room using a special device I found on the Internet, that I was going to go home and I was going to hire a random person to lock me in. It, it sounds crazy, and it was crazy. So I was locked in my room for two days, and by the third day, I, the peanut butter was calling to me, and I had to get out. So I broke the door to get to the peanut butter. I was willing to go to any length to get my binge food. I would drive around for hours. I would do anything to get whatever I wanted to get that fix that I thought I needed. Um, And then finally, I was willing to go to any length to get recovered. And so I started doing crazy things. Like I was looking into psychedelics like ayahuasca and all these other crazy alternative programs. But none of the alternatives worked. And I thank God that I explored all of them and tried perhaps too many of them because I realized none of it worked, none of it. It wasn't until I came into this program and did exactly what my sponsor said and was willing to go to any length to get recovered that, what do you know, I finally got recovered. So I just asked today that if you're new or you're struggling in the food, ask yourself, honestly, what am I not doing today? And 
what could I be doing differently to get recovered? Because it wasn't until I really asked myself these questions and took guidance from recovered fellows that I finally got this spiritual awakening. And now what I, what I struggle with is not the food. I'm surrounded by food all day at work. And what I struggle with now is my insides, working and living in 10, 11, and 12. That's what I sometimes struggle with now. Food I really don't even care about. And this summer when I was breaking down doors to get a jar of peanut butter, I never would have said that. So thanks so much for this program and thanks so much for letting me share. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Sarah. Uh, Barbara R., you are up. Hi, this is Barbara C., actually. Can you hear me okay? Yes, now. Okay, I'm sorry if there's a background noise. I'm Barbara C. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater in Virginia, and I saw this and I went, gee, that's exactly where I am today. Oh, goodness. Um, i got to say it's probably been about six, maybe seven days. I've kept the sugar, the, the other foods down. And I'm okay, but I am definitely at that point where I feel like I'm kicking, screaming, yelling. Can this not stop? Can the pain not go away? Can I not get to, you know, another point? And I know my sponsor is working with me as fast as she can, so I know I'll get through it, but it's just like being in it right now. I was even talking to my husband who's had 40 years in a similar program, I, our parent program of AA, and I was saying, did you go through this? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, good. Then, you know, I don't feel so lonely, but I still feel like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. I, I know that there's a friend of mine who's in our face-to-face program, and she says that when she gets out of the food, she gets feeling yucky. No, this is beyond yucky. This is all the way that I just want to tear the hair out and claw the walls. So, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm listening. I have hope that this is all going to be gone and I will get fully recovered because I know I've been in enough relapses that everything else I've tried is not worth it. It's just like it doesn't work. And that's what I'm understanding is I've got to get right here, right now to this place where I've accepted, you know what, if I don't try this, then the only other option is to be eating the food and eventually die. And I don't want to die. I've got too much to live for. And it makes me too sick. It, it, it does so much to me, the food, that I don't even like it. I don't like the feeling of being bloated. I don't like the feeling of being uh, overweight. And I've really hated being the way I am. So I need to start loving me, and I need to start accepting that I have to put the sugar down. I have to put this food down. I have to put that white flour down. And... When I've accepted that, and I'm like, okay, I don't like this. It's not fun, but I know I'll get through it. So I'm so glad that I'm here today talking, and uh, with that, I will pass. Thank you very much, Barbara C. Um, I'm going to open it up again for about five people, and if you can do a little pause to make sure Mary that I'm talking. Okay, hold on a minute. I couldn't even say. Tenzin T. Mary Beth. Stacy T. Harlan G. I I think I have you, Harlan. Mary Beth. Chrissy. Chrissy. And Chrissy. And I think I'd like to stop there. I think maybe that's going to do it. Um, Tenzin, Chrissy, Harlan, 
Mary Beth and Stacey Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing place that we are in the big book. I, one of the ways I noticed the changes that are happening in me as a result of working the steps is that uh, is how excited I was when we were reading through um, Reagnostics and now that we're in how it works. So first thing I notice um, is, is the way it says at the beginning, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. Now I've heard people say that at the beginning of giving qualifications in meetings, but I don't think I really knew where that came from. So it's, it's a nice structure to how we share. Um, and, and then the three elements that it talks about in have decided and want what, uh, that we, we have made a decision and that we want what are the, the uh, people in the program that we see and respect have. And third, are willing to go to any length to get it. There's a that's a big mouthful too. There's a lot of big mouthfuls in these couple of paragraphs. Um, so there is a a, a decision, and then uh, wanting what we see that people have. That's a healthy use of discernment. I certainly use discernment in an unhealthy way in terms of judgment. I'll be working on judgment probably for the rest of my life. But you know, thank you God that that. I, we also have, you know, a, a thread, a core of recognizing, you know, what is healthy in others and wanting and wanting that and willing to go to any length. Um, it's taken me, as other people have shared, a long time and it's peeling many layers to go to any length. But I will say that the first day or second day that I came on the Visions meetings, um, I heard entire abstinence, ooh, what? it just sent a chill through me, a chill of recognition and a little bit of fear. And um, that has been, in terms of the food, my watchword and has guided me in my willingness with my sponsor. And, and then, of course, it's not only about the food. Putting down the food is the first step, and it's about working the steps and, and uh and um, getting free uh, a day at a time uh, of of all the character defects and the things that keep me in the, from God and other people. Wow! So thought right thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. Ho hum! Those two phrases are another way to put most of the story of my life, not only with food but with my work life, with relationships, with my family life. So, um, and lastly, we beg uh, with all the earnestness at our command, we beg mm -hmm. of you. Thank you very much. I'll just wrap up by saying the compassion, the love, and the care, and the wisdom in this book uh, just floors me. So thank you all. Have a good day. Thanks so much, Tenzin P. Chrissy G. and then Harlan. Good morning, Chrissy. Did I hear Chrissy? Chrissy? This is Chrissy yes. Kay. Chrissy Kay. Okay, that's close right. enough. Go for it. Um, Chrissy Kay, um, what, I, what I had was a big hole in my soul. 
that I was stuffing with food, mostly, and everything else. I recognized that I helped other people because I saw God in them, and by helping them, I thought I was doing the right thing. However, because I was not right, as I found out with my fourth step, I was doing it wrong. So, but I had this hole in my soul. And what eating does is it separates me from God. What these steps do is it removes things that separate me from God. And everything, all these defects of character, they separate me from God. As I identify them, I take them out into the sunshine. And because I've recognized this defect, God will remove it so that I can be closer to him. As I find these things in my inventory, just because I've recognized it, I take it out into the sunshine and God will remove it. I don't have to take it away or vacuum it or clean it. I just have to find it. And I take it out of my garage and my attic and my cellar and I take it out into the sunshine and I show God, look what I've done. I'm so sorry. I just show it to God and he removes it. And when I take something out, he fills it with his love. And that's the things with the hole in my soul. And that's the big, giant hole that I've been filling with food and with compulsive working and helping and caring for other people and just craziness of any kind of list and list and list with everybody can make that list. But that wasn't the answer because it was just The crazy thinking was wrong. I learned it all from the TV. That's a crazy religion. They are so crazy. I'm sorry. Anyway, I just have to take it out and put it in the sunshine. And I, and amen, and I pass. Thanks so much, Chrissy K. Harlan G., followed by Mary Beth. Thank you, Anita. Excuse me. And thank you to Team Wednesday. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. William James, The Varieties of Religious Experience, was a book about people who found God, what they were like, what happened, and what they're like now. So we see the influence of William James in the first sentence we read this morning. And then it says something that I call step zero. Nobody else has to call it step zero, but I do. Because I think this is the launching pad. If you've decided you want what we have, what do we have here? What is so 
special. When I came in, I didn't understand what we had here. I thought what you had were successful dieters. I thought that what OA was made up of was people who could successfully stay on a diet. And I found out something along the way that dispelled that myth. If you've decided you want what we have, what we have here, ostensibly, no, what we have here is our people who through a spiritual experience as the result of these steps, all of them, are not eating compulsively and are doing so happily. Now, how do I know that? Because I now am one of those people. I never thought I could be one of those people who does not eat compulsively and do so happily and are willing to go to any length to get it. We work our butts off in this program. Then you are ready to take certain steps. But not until then. Not until I have decided I want what you have spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, which removes the desire to eat food compulsively and compulsive food behaviors and are willing to go to any length to get it. Now, let's take a look over here because remember what Bill's intention was in this chapter was to close up loopholes. That's why we have 12 steps, not six. At some of these, we balk. To balk is to hesitate. We thought we could find an easier, softer way but we could not. This is the easier, softer way because there are two doors in front of me on any given situation to quell the pain of not eating. One door is eat an Oreo cookie and the other door is work the steps. There's no third door and this is the easier, softer way. With all the earnestness, what's earnestness? Earnestness is honesty. So we've been talking about honesty, but Bill learned in writing class Don't keep using the same word again and again and again. So he uses the word earnestness to mean honesty at our command. We beg of you to be fearless and thorough, not perfect, from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. What is nil? Nil equals zero. What is the message here? I'm either in recovery or I'm in the illness, and there's no middle ground. I'm either in the recovery or I'm in the illness and there's no middle ground. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm either in the illness or I'm in recovery and there's no middle ground. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Harlan. Mary Beth followed by Stacey T. Hi, this is Mary Beth. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah, page 58. Our stories just closed in a general way. What we used to be like, what happened, and what we're like now. If you've decided what, if you, if you have decided you have, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. I'm a 12-step mutt. My go-to is ice cream. I am a compulsive overeater. And... Today I'm in recovery, and today these steps have a whole new meaning. What I can share from my experience was, like literally yesterday at work, a person said to me, because you know, I've been losing weight now, right? Because at the beginning it's all the physical, and but my 
thing I wanted to share was it is the thinking. It is it has always been the thinking, but it's like you don't know it until you get out of the food. But yesterday at work, a person had said to me, oh, gosh, you know, I wish I had your willpower. And it just, like, he slapped me in the face, you know. And I'm like, gosh, thinking to myself, it has nothing to do with me. Nothing. Because I would think smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, eating donuts, X, Y, and Z, yeah, right? That's, that thinking is, is, it's like the other side of the fence. And another thing I can share in my experience is I walked past an alley where I used to go and smoke. I know this isn't about smoking, but it, it was my gateway. It, 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 it opened, it was a trick of addiction to get me back into the food. Food is my, is my hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and I walked past it, and, and I remember being there and eating and thinking, you know, this was, you know, what, woo you know. And now I just look at it, and I, I'm not judging my behaviors, but I'm just being aware. And it's like, wow. If my thinking was off about that, perhaps, perhaps, maybe, my thinking is wrong about X, Y, and Z. And I just finished my fifth step, and carrying on with whatever my sponsor says next and trying to look for the positive because, man, every single thing. I was not a belligerent outward person, but inward would beat myself up like you would not believe. And that's not easy to retrain, but I'm aware of it, and that's the beginning. Okay, thank you. I pass. I love you all. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, Stacy T., you have two minutes. Great. Thanks, Anita. And if you could time me, please. Stacy T. in Cleveland. Um, so when I first came into meetings, we started with how it works. And what was helpful for me then, in some ways, was that I got to hear what people did with food. Um, I didn't hear what they, I didn't, yeah, I, what they did with food. Um, and I liked that they would qualify by saying, you know, what we used to be like, what happened to what we were like now. And I remember both having relief at hearing this and also, um, my sick mind and my ego was saying, I'm not like them. I haven't done that. Um, and it reminds me what I was taught a long time ago that I clearly, without now knowing more, um, am an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. And that truly is <clears throat> how I was walking around in those beginning uh, years until I started to um, be taught um, from all of you that there is an allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind and was taken through this book and started to let go of character defects and a willingness to uh, be in the transformation, um, to be in the transformation. And uh, hopefully I'll, uh, anyways, finding an easier, softer way. I have done so much research about finding an easier, softer way. And um, it just, has taken what it's taken, and I 
realize that there is such a freedom and mm-hmm. being willing thank you so much to have an open heart that is the bottom line for me if i have an open heart with me i will have an open heart with you and we'll keep the food down and me willing to work all these steps to the best of my ability and i pass thanks so much stacy t i want to thank everybody everybody was so enthusiastically excited to share today uh, i want to thank you um and to tell you that the share ID for today's 7 a.m. meeting is 11,366, 11366. And now we are going to close the way we always do with uh, the big book reading. Um, and Lisa B., would you please read a vision for you for us? Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in a fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.